Peak Performance Plus presents the Summit Club Podcast, your business roundtable discussion for sales and business leaders with your host, Bill Stats. Hi, and welcome to the Summit Club, a business roundtable. I'm your host, Bill Stats, and I'm with our Summit Club team, Rick Feinblatt. Hi, Rick. Good morning, William. John Thane. Hi, JT. Hey, Bill. Good to be here. And John Navickas. Hi, John. Hey, how's everybody today? As we typically do, our conversation is around a current business subject or a book of some significance or an interview with a guest contributor. Today we will be discussing the topic of DISC, D-I-S-C. So this is a follow-up to last week's podcast (coughs) and uh, gave you an opportunity to go to our website and hit the download button and get uh, many disk test, if you will. So let's pretend that you took this quickie mini disk test and you downloaded it and found your highest score uh, to be either a D, an I, an S, or a C. That's a dominant, an influencer, steadiness, or compliance. Now, you may have already done a disk before and you know your profile. Now what? So let's talk about how to apply the results that you've got on a DISC assessment. You could what? What do you think, guys? What are some choices that uh, these folks out there could make regarding what to do with the DISC assessment? Well, I guess if for some reason you haven't taken taken it, uh, you may want to ask yourself why you haven't taken it. Um, I mean, it, it, it is very, very valuable, and uh, it's, it's a good starting point to learn more about yourself, how you interact with people, and um, it, it's, again, it's, it's, it's worth doing. It is definitely worth doing. So it's kind of an opportunity to introduce yourself to yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself with this. And, you know, it's interesting, and we will go into this a little bit later. As a group, we did this, and we see where we all fit in as a group. And uh, there's a lot of overlap and similarities, which may explain to you why the Summit Club has these four people sitting here around the table. Or JT, you could take a look at it and decide, holy crap, am I messed up? I'm going to go shoot myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's interesting, I've been in management for years, and I I tend to like people in general and get along with people. And often I've not been able to really evaluate who I'm sitting across from. Uh, What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Because when you like people, you, 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 don't, you don't rate them according to what you think their strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. are as a business person. Yet, it's critically important when you're managing people, how do you put them in the right place to succeed? This is a great tool for them. I mean, if you take the test and you're not too sure if it really applies to you, I mean, any of these tests aren't going to be 100%. Let's just face that. But it's, it's a, I'd say it's a fair 85-90 for the most part. And if you look at it and you say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. It's, I don't think this is me. Well, you know what? Show it to your friend, your, your your husband, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend. Let them read it. And they might read it and say, wow, yeah, this is really you. And like you just said, John, introduce yourself to yourself. Like you might not realize it and you might not know what you don't know. Do, you, do any of you guys remember back from the dark ages when you were in probably high school and although now it's much earlier, you had an opportunity to learn a foreign language. Mm-hmm. 
I can remember sitting in a language lab, and I'm taking French, the first introduction, and you're tape recording certain almost scripts that you're supposed to be reading in a foreign language in French, and then playing it back, and it's like, who the hell is that? That was my first real opportunity to hear what I sounded like, hmm. albeit in a foreign language, but I don't think I could even really recognize me out of a bunch of recordings, which one is you, until I had heard that. Kind of like a reference point to, wow, you do sound like an idiot. <laughs> a French idiot. <laughs> yeah, when you do the, do the disc, I mean, as I think Bill was just referring to, there are parts where you go, yeah, that's me, that's spot on. Uh, but where, you, where I think you need to spend the time are the parts where you go, no, that's not me, that, that's mm -hmm. not right. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it is right, and you need to figure out what that means and uh, and figure out a way to deal with it. Because that's the area, I, I think, where there's an opportunity for a lot of growth. You know, there's two phases to DISC, and I don't know, hopefully this is the right place to introduce this, but there's the short version, where you've got 20 questions, and it just gives you a quick overview of what the person's strengths and weaknesses, not even weaknesses, what their, their uh, assessment shows as to who they are and how they interrelate. And then there's the one that we all took, which yields, I think, a 56-page yeah, uh, you know, screening, which goes into detail and tells you, in a particular situation, how do you handle closing a difficult client, things like that. And that's where you really get into situations where you can go, I think that's me, or... Well, I didn't realize that. Uh, you know, 54 pages, you're going to learn things about yourself, some of which you've never even thought about. You know, you bring that up. We should let folks know, if you're going to do the real deal, you're going to take DISC as a professional assessment, there's a sales version, there's an executive version, there's a manager's version, there's a customer service version. So all the instrument or the resource is trying to do is position your answers in a particular context and different from that 20 question <clears throat> download you're actually going to get direction as to how to apply your style for the best results you know I'm looking at my assessment right now and you know I just happen to pull up to a random page and the title of the page is Potential Strengths or Obstacles to Behavioral Selling Success. And then as I scroll down, it's telling me what my tendencies are. Subconscious, you know, subconsciously force prospect to agree with his intentions. So I never thought about that. And then I, I scroll further and there are four different, you know, tendencies that I have. Uh, then it, that's in the influence phase. Then it goes to the closing phase. And lo and behold, there's another four tendencies that I have. And I had never really thought of, of how these, you know, played into a role of, of me trying to influence a sale or a, a purchase or a marketing plan. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable the, the depth of information you can get. And to your point, John, it's not always accurate, but if it, if it forces you to think about the situation, you're going to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, just think about, we, I don't know, a few weeks ago we did a book review on 
message to Garcia and the idea of Rowan and finding that go-to person in your organization. Well, there's a page on the real DISC assessment, the full-fledged one, that actually, it's labeled value to the organization. So in the quest for finding a Rowan, here's just another piece of information about a particular person on your team that might help you zero in on the one that you could really lean on. And I'll look at mine just because it's right in front of me. We all have the same pages. And mine lists, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, eight different elements of value to an organization. Team player, optimistic and enthusiastic, initiates activity, innovative, creative in his approach to solving problems, people-oriented, challenge-oriented, and thinks big. Imagine if you could get that kind of qualitative data about one of your team members in trying to figure out what the best fit is for that player, and maybe that player is a Rowan for you. Maybe that is a go-to person that you just never realized what their value is just from the standpoint of how they do what they do. Yeah, I mean, this is this is also, I mean, it's a great coaching tool. I mean, if, if you've got it and your manager's got it or you're a manager and you have it for your people and you've identified areas where they perform well and you also see some, also see some areas where there may be some issues, it's, it's just much easier to deal with it when these issues come up. You know, you're not beating around the bush about it. You know, it's, hey, you have a tendency to do this and it appears in this instance, real life instance, it actually happened. So you're aware of it, I'm aware of it. It's not a bad thing but it helps us move forward more quickly than arguing about why you did what you did because we already have a report that tells you it's something you're inclined to do. It's not only beating around the bush, but it's beating your head against the yeah. wall. You know, if you have somebody that really dislikes confrontation and, you know, that's what their disc assessment shows, and you have them in a very confrontational uh, position, on your team or, or in their job responsibility, well, it's not going to work. So you're not beating around the bush, you're actually beating your head against the wall. <laughs> Rick, um, weeks back, I don't want to say almost months back, so Rick, you were talking about this before where you would have, you, if somebody wasn't working out, you'd put them on one of these reviews. In theory, and tell me if I'm wrong, if they haven't taken a disc yet and say this, this person just came under your wing and they're exhibiting some problems, could the DISC be a, a good tool to say, all right, Joe Smith isn't really doing that well for whatever reason, let's throw a DISC at him and see what comes out of that. And that might help shine some light on things. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, it's a good tool for everybody who works for you, okay. including yourself, I think. I mean, can you get by without it? Yeah, but it just gives you so much more information about yourself, the people that work for you. Um, and, you know, it might eliminate at some point in time putting somebody on a, on a PIP. Hmm. Because in my experience, when you get there, it's become a huge, a, bit, a pretty big problem that maybe has been addressed, but not to this degree. Okay, okay here's some things you, you need to do. And if you can't, uh, somebody do door, John? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just can't <laughs> have nice things, can we? Rick, did you order a pizza? <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> you know, a real world example, and Rick's going to roll his eyes when I say this, because we worked together in the past, and without naming companies or whatever, Rick uh, was, <clears throat> excuse me, a senior level executive in an organization, and he had a 
sales leader reporting to him and a sales team of my recollection, at least a dozen people. And the team was kind of foundering to some degree based on prior year performance and whatever. And my leadership. <laughs> and his leadership. And so, <laughs> you know, one of the, the, the decisions that was made was let's just make sure that all the team has done disk assessments. And so there were third, a leader plus, a, we'll say, a dozen uh, salespeople. They all did the reports. The reports all came out. I had a conversation with Rick about, so what does it tell us? And in the full-fledged disk assessment, you get two snapshots of, of yourself or of a person that's taken the test that works for you. One is a core snapshot of the way they behave in their personal life with people that they're close to. And the other snapshot is a business snapshot, and it shows you how they behave in a work environment. And the interesting thing about this particular project that, that I did with Rick all 12 of the sales reps had a high dominant core style, personal style. And dominance is urgency, competitiveness, decision making, risk taking, all kinds of assertive behaviors. Core style, high D. Work style, every one of those dozen reps had a low D. And when we looked at, we didn't rehearse this, when we looked at each other, it's like, okay, wait, 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 what the hell is going on here? Here you got people that, every one of them, good decision makers, assertive, get it done, own the business, whatever. But at work, they're all kind of background, wallpaperish, kind of go with the flow people. Well, the decision really was, it was the sales leader who was a highly dominant person and said to all of them, no, 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 you do it my way. You don't think, you're not paid to think, you're paid to do, this is what you do. Mm. And so the decision was to replace the sales leader. And it's just like right now in world politic, there's a revolution going on in UK and in France and in the United States where let my people be free. Let them go. Let them do what they do best. And sometimes a leader, maybe unknowingly, maybe knowingly, but that's the only way they know, sits on them and pounds them to the point where they're just going to do what they do. And that's the results you'll get. Ho hum. So in the group dynamic, Take the information you learn from a single report and you'll start seeing different complexities to the relationships that are there. And sometimes one person can have a dramatic impact on the performance of a team, yeah. all from style. Yeah, and that, uh, along the same lines, I, I inherited the sales staff years ago at, at another radio station where that Bill and I actually worked together. And the guy that was a sales manager was a good guy. I don't know whether he was a high D or, or what he was. He's probably a high I, I, I would guess. But um, I, I, the first or second day, a salesperson came in with an issue, and I said to the person, I said, well, what do you want to do? And he looked at me and goes, what are you talking about? I go, well, what do you want to do? It's your client. He goes, well, I don't know. I said, well, why not? And he said, well, the guy before you, we just brought the problem in, and he told us what to do. Nobody ever asked us to think or for our opinion. Wow. So I said, well, okay, well, you know, go back to your office. You figure out what you want to do and come back. And it wasn't, they weren't capable. 
They were capable. They just were not allowed to do it before. They were just beaten down where they just... It wasn't even beaten yeah. down. It was just the way the, this guy wanted to do it. And he wasn't a bad guy or a real domineering guy. But you know, I, I think the organization performed much better when you allowed them to be part of it and allowed to, allowed to make decisions. Because I always thought, you know, if I'm doing your job, why do, why do I need you? And sometimes <laughs> that happens when people... It's not that they weren't capable. They just weren't given the opportunity. So... It happens in management a lot when you oh, think yeah. about it. So you have somebody on your team that comes to you with a problem and they come to you because their their pattern is that you're the one that fixes problems. And it's like, well, how can one person really have the best answer to everything that goes on? Instead of them, the person coming with the issue, coming with three potential solutions. And it's just like, that's the real style that we look for in the team interaction is that people take responsibility when they come and say, hey, you know, this is such and such, so and so, here's what I think we might be able to do to fix it and come up with some. If you're in a culture or an environment where people don't understand their style, the leader, the boss, the manager doesn't understand the way they're negatively affecting the performance of the team, you're in trouble. Silence is gold. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a goal, yeah. So what do we do? I, I think for us, the best thing would be, as we said in in the podcast last week, go up on the summitclubpodcast.com, hit the button, download the quick test and the definitions of style points, take the test, add up the columns, see where you fit. And if it makes sense, if, if it's enough of an orientation that you want the real thing, leave us a message. Tell us, we'll give you the, the information you need to go up on, it's web-based, fill out the real deal and get uh, 56 pages of, as was said earlier, information to really be introduced to your real self. What's interesting, Bill, that's a five-minute investment. Yeah. I think it's what, is it 20 questions, I believe? You can complete it, total it, and get a quick overview of what your style is in five minutes. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better way to spend right. five minutes. And I think minutes. the full disc is what, 15, 15 minutes? 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, on you know, it's not like you you have to fill something you think 60 pages. Well, how long is it going to take me? It's 15 minutes. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And it's well worth it for the information you get. Well, if we end on eight bullets that, that we've got in front of us as far as the value uh, that you'll get by taking the time to better understand yourself, better communication with other people, better team building, putting team members into the position to excel, to do their best work, collaboration, sales performance, project management performance, customer service, Goal setting, relationship building, it's just a no-brainer. So, you know, the one thing that I would add, you know, we always talk about a lot of our subjects, but especially this subject in terms of management. But, you know, we speak to a lot of people in these podcasts who are business owners, who have partners that come into business, Great are point, looking John. to set up collaborative relationships with other companies or bring people on board to partner on a particular project or joint venture on a particular project. If you're making a million dollar investment to do a joint venture with another company, whether it's a real estate project or whatever it could be, if you don't know who that partner is, the lead person on that project, 
if you don't know what their style is and you're you're about to invest hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars into that relationship, boy, DISC is an awfully good value to, to understand how you're going to work together in a collaborative nature. To that point, I mean, there's nothing worse. Well, I'm sure there are, but one thing that's really bad is self-talk where you're going, what a jerk. That, how did I ever get involved with this person? It's like, well, because you didn't see what was right in front of you. You know, you just didn't look the right way. So thanks for listening today. Don't forget to check out the summitclubpodcast.com website for other episodes. Uh, keep in mind, the roundtable provides all kinds of business consulting services, business meeting presentations, marketing resources, uh, one-on-one coaching, team training, and individual and team assessments, whether it's um, a DISC type assessment, could be a skills assessment, could be a 360, uh, or even a performance assessment. If you aren't able to come to us, we'll come to you. Uh, and uh, if you are going to come to us, we're in beautiful downtown Plymouth meeting. If you like what you've heard, tell somebody, a friend, an associate, or your boss. For myself, Rick, JT, and John, here's to your climb to the summit. To learn more about the Summit Club podcast, please find us online at www.summitclubpodcast.com. The Summit Club podcast is recorded and produced by Inertia Marketing and Design, a full-service marketing, digital, and graphic communications agency. You can find them at www.inertia.marketing. Thanks for listening to the Summit Club podcast, and we'll see you at the top.